0: All right everyone. We'll let's good to go Boards. I have a take 2 where I could do the intro properly this time because you know what? I messed up earlier. So, let's see if we can Your get redemption. this. redemption.
1: Your redemption. <laughs>
0: this is too funny. It's
2: out of SK
0: I just want to say I had a redemption, and I messed up the intro again. Yes, I love it. I absolutely love it.
1: I love it. Geo's I love Mid season so, form.
0: Mid season form. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So for everyone that that will never see the <laughs> before the scenes, we meant to go live 11 minutes ago. We did go live 11 minutes ago, but unfortunately, Geo did not. Hit the stream button on on YouTube. So, everyone, welcome to Goals and Boards. We're doing this all over. We are so back. I wasn't I wasn't late then. It, you're you're not late like the this. first time either. Yeah, you weren't late. <laughs> you, were, you were right on time. <laughs> but, everyone, I'm excited to be here. I'm as always. I'm your host Gio. With me is Brad Crosley and Mr. Phil Levanko. How's it going? What's up again, Gio? <laughs>
1: fired up i'm still fired up
0: i am fired up i am fired up um brad i we had a special message i'm gonna throw it to you with a special message just because this was uh you know being a i feel like you're a longer term longer time fan of the team uh i would love for you to to share this message
2: yeah you know the blast had a had a rough uh couple weeks here uh the passing of Josh diaz who um you know, touched the hearts of all Blast fans. The team really took him under his wing and and made him a part of the organization. And you know, the players really got really got close with him. And it was just a, great to see him at the games. And they really took him, like I said, uh, you know, within the team structure. And it, it was a, it was sad to hear of his passing. And uh, I know that's uh, hitting. The Baltimore community hard. I know, attending the team and the organization hard. So, um, yeah, all of us here at Golden Boards, we just want to say our condolences and, you know, the families and our thoughts and prayers. And um, yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a tough week for for everyone around here. So.
0: Yeah, you know, Josh was was heavily tied into to as I mentioned to the team where you know he played in the youth academies here. He played with Fraza, who you know a lot of the players coach here. So like it, it was, it's it's a the community as a whole took a big hit. So I I echo what what Brad said. Uh, you know, along with with that sad sad news pass that that new sad news that hit from Baltimore, we also had a oops, Somewhat 360 weekend, which was a lot of excitement, a lot of teams building excitement, the leagues building excitement, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it to to Phil to kind of just set the stage of what he witnessed this weekend.
1: Sure. First off, thoughts and prayers too and condolences to Josh's family, extended family. It, it was a tragedy to find out online because we all donated to the GoFundMe, so it was really. You know, sad thing to read, but, you know, his memory will live on um, in the Blast community and the entire, you know, for sure. Um, no easy way to pivot, but I'll try. Um, the Combine was a wonderful weekend for the league. There's no other way to describe it. Um, it was great to see the entire league get together um, as a league, the sort of uh, share stories and 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 you know kvetch about things and sort of you know just swap tales, swap secrets too. I found out a ton of information um, that I will not mm-hmm. share on this because <laughs> this entire league wants to be Adam Schefter's and Woj, and I refuse. I will keep this information to myself. Um, so it's great sort of to see everybody uh, in the league. Saw Craig Childs, met Craig Childs for the first time, who, who was a great guy, a great guy to talk about San Diego in the league. Uh, met Nick Pereira, who's magnanimous personality um, all together. Um, caught up with uh, my co-host, Ryan Sigich, um, who was doing a ref sort of convention at the same time. Said he was going to give me ref apparel and then didn't. So, I'm on you Oh, he <laughs> promised and then didn't deliver. Um, met, met Keith Tozer for the first time, uh, you know, met the commissioner for the first time. Him and I were on stage during the combine. Um, so it was, it was an awesome weekend. And, and, you know, it it was great to see the teams sort of get out of hibernation, right. To start sort of tweeting and putting out content and Instagram and and things like that. So you know the league takes a, a bit of a, a bit of a pause, right? Once the end of the season comes, and you know we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, but it was great to see all the teams sort of wake up and and start tweeting about their picks and 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 things like that.
0: So, so Phil, the uh, the doc wants to know if there are any skins on on those elbows <laughs> after this weekend. Like because you're rubbing it. Over over
1: no. I don't think I'm gonna answer that one. <laughs> I didn't take it that way, and no, I'm not. See, I mean, these are all my people. These are all my people. Look,
0: uh, I, I I do want to I do want to shout out Utica for being an awesome host. You know, it, it's 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 really good to see an organization put that effort forward and and, and step up to be the host. Uh, so you know, my hats off to to Utica. But but some two two teams have stuck out like a like a sore thumb for me. Or is that what I'm saying? What, well, anyways? Yes, um, you yes, I'm on it. Culture, baby, culture. Uh, <laughs> so the two teams from Mexico were obviously missing. Uh, Brad, do you think there's something to look into that, or or is it just travel costs?
2: I don't think you're really looking into it as far as them, you know, kind of snubbing their nose at it. I think it has to do with a lot of different. Other issues, whether it's travel costs or visa issues or look you know, stuff like that. Um you know, I think but yeah, I think both um Chihuahua and Monterey they're they're invested in the league and happy to be here. So I don't think it was necessarily a snub.
1: I no, Brad so, you so, hit so, it on so, the head, man. Like it's practicality and logistics. It is eligibility yeah. to work. You know what I mean? Like so the Mexican teams, and, and this is not from me talking to anybody. This is just sort of my my observation of things. Right? If 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 you know, it's probably difficult for someone with a U.S. passport to work in Mexico. Someone with a Mexican passport to get to the combine, only to go back down. So, logistically, it probably just makes sense for the eleven American clubs to sort of be there.
0: So, so, so would you say here, a follow up question to that? Would you say it would be worthwhile even looking into doing a combine in Mexico and one in the US to kind of solve those visa issues, or is that just too much of an undertaking?
1: I think you to pay for it.
0: I mean, it, if I could.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. You know, I don't know. I think also too. I think you know, a draft, a combine are very uniquely American sort of. Um, That's a great point. You know, talent collection sort of portals. And I think if you went to Monterey Chihuahua and was like, do you want to take part in this combine thing? The first thing they would say is what? And the second thing they would say is we've got people, you know, all over the place that we can sign. So, um, you know, I I think it's just a uniquely American thing.
2: Yeah, that that was going to be kind of my point, Phil. And Gio, you would know this kind of better than us. I think they do a really good job of already looking for a lot of talent down there, you know, with all the, the different uh you know leagues down there and the indoor leagues and outdoor leagues and so I think they kind of do it already, just not a formal kind of thing you know
0: yeah i mean that that was just me trying to to see where your guys' thoughts were just because Mexico is specifically these these out indoor teams have already had exposure to you know. People playing in colleges because it's you know they have the college leagues and stuff like that, and even some of the the colleges become professional teams. Like I mean, even if you go into outdoor, look at the Tigres. Tigres started as a college team turned professional. So so the the college scene is very much in in the public view. So Pumas
1: too, right? Didn't Pumas start as Pumas?
0: Yeah, a college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, Phil. Look at you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And and another team that technically wasn't missing, it was being represented by uh, a Rochester legend. But this is the second year, and I, I would love to get a fan's point of view first, and then uh, the politically correct Phil. Uh, yeah, you ain't going to get it politically correct from me. Please <laughs> go first. Uh, but, but but Brad, what were your thoughts on Baltimore having Schindler represent?
1: Uh, you know, I don't,
2: I don't know. Um. I mean, he was a member of the team last year in a, in the playoff run. Uh, he does have a tie to the team, you know, being with the Lancers and the the connection now with the Lancers and Baltimore and all that stuff. So, um, you know, that's I, I think again that might have been a convenience thing. He I, I, and Phil, correct me if I'm wrong. I know he lives probably up in the area there somewhere. Pretty close. He lives in Rochester two hours um, away. Yeah, so. um, Knows the
1: facilities, knows the area from his time playing here. So I
2: think it was just, I think that was a convenience thing. I know, um, yeah, he was in contact with the the club the entire time, so.
1: And that's what we saw, too, we saw on the field. Like, mm -hmm. he was, you know, that 10 o'clock elite game that was um, broadcast on Twitch, you know, with Ray Biggs and Timmy Goldman on the call. Um, sitting next to Jake and Nate Bordeaux of Utica, and the two of them were furiously, you know, scribbling notes and identifying players. And, and Jake even said that once the game was over, he was going to talk to the Baltimore Brass, make his recommendations, um, you know, and then they would come up collectively with, um, selections. You know, it's hard, it's hard to, I think we should mention too, um, just because you've been drafted or you were selected in the combine it's it's the opportunity to play for these teams we all know that there's a learning curve for indoor and we saw it throughout the whole week um you know so these guys really just um you know they they've been selected and their rights in the league are with you know the team that they got drafted by for one year um unless they're traded or released or you know any of that sort of fun stuff so you know, it's just a chance, right? It's a lot of ticket for these guys. And, and, you know, kind of like the way we see the draft works in Major League Soccer now where you're drafting players to sort of plug into your squad building mechanism and not everybody is an all-star or even a starter. Right? You know, you're sort of making an investment in players during the combine. And that's what that's what this is, uh, I'm sure. I, I, the optics of it were bad guys. You know, Brad and Geo as, as Blast fans get it. Uh you wanna have the team there. Um but you know, who knows, man. Like maybe there was a wedding and they couldn't make it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's just one of those things.
0: No, I i do have a a, a follow up to that because while the blasts weren't the front office that we know isn't isn't there or the coaching staff isn't there, logistically maybe it didn't make sense. But the the follow up to, to Schindler being there it is there this Baltimore's way of saying, like, even though we have an M2 team, we're still keeping our relationship with the Lancers? Because if that's the case, and love to get your thoughts on this, but if that's the case, then a whole division or almost a whole division for the Baltimore Blast is technically a recruiting pool for them.
1: Well, I mean, everyone's a recruiting pool right until you sign. These M2 guys can be, we, we saw. Uh, I I saw in Utica a couple guys from Cleveland sort of show up um, Mm -hmm. to cover some striker depth or target depth for Utica, right? So, um, I mean, the league is small. Everyone knows each other. The scouting profiles, you know, aren't particularly secret, especially after the combine. So, you know, everyone's got a profile now of these guys. And and the ones that were drafted by the blast, they have first rights to them, Um, you know. And... That's, that's probably how they're using it. It's interesting to see the different teams use the draft as well, right? We saw a team like oh, yeah. San Diego kind of trading picks away to Dallas and Empire. And then we saw teams like Empire and and Dallas um, collecting picks. Same thing with, with Harrisburg too, right? Sort of using the combine as a mechanism for player collection because of whatever – um, situation the teams are in, right? Dallas and Empire are in one particular situation. Pittsburgh is in a different kind of situation. So, you know, I, I think everyone is using the combine differently, and that's totally okay, right? Everyone should use it the way they seem fit, and if it works for you, it works for you. And if you're seeing another team do it better than you, then you have a chance to do it better.
0: Well said.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's interesting, just to see your point, Phil, to see how the teams uh, are utilizing the draft. You know, like you said, a team like Empire that was so active in trading, you know, picks on all this stuff. And, you know, a team like San Diego, not so much, you know, a team like Baltimore, not so much. Um, so, yeah, like you said, to each his own, uh, some may value the draft a little more than others. And not to say that's right or wrong. Um, but it's just like you said, a mechanism for, you know, guys to be seen and hopefully get a shot somewhere.
0: Yeah, and you know, we talk a lot about the the, you know, what what happened at the draft and all that. But the biggest thing is we haven't talked about the transactions, right? And I'd love to dive in right into the transaction and you get your guys' thoughts on them. Uh, were there any particular players that you know screamed? Hey, look at me! Or was any players that just caught your attention that you'd like to talk about? We got a list. Ah. <laughs> yep, yeah. we got a list. So Phil,
1: go, ahead. go ahead. I was Phil. there. I was there. I was watching. I was. I was sitting in the same room as the teams. I was looking at players that they liked, and sort of like I said, I'm not shifting or woging any of this stuff, like like people in this league like to do. These are my observations, um, but. Empire drafted somebody at number two, Riley Yuri who is a midfielder from Utica, right? I mean, that's part of being the draft is, you know, if you're a local kid who plays soccer, you know, you can show up and try to impress a team and boom, you know, this midfielder sort of uh, made his way to that elite game on Sunday that was broadcast on Twitch and ended up being the number two overall pick from Empire, right? Um, you know, Empire and Dallas, um, they're, total rebuilds, right? So you have a chance, right? If you impress the coach, you have a chance to sort of get that first contract. Same thing with Dallas, right? Um, Justin Henry was a goalkeeper um, that they picked up in the third round. He um, was interesting because he wasn't wearing goalie gloves. He was a total hmm. futsal goalie, right? So yeah. he sent the, you know, a little bit look at me, Louie, if I must say, right? Because you, you you can't suck if you're not wearing gloves as a goalie, right? But it worked out for him, right? He stood out, and he got drafted by the sidekicks. Um, a player, Harrisburg he drafted in the first round, uh, Davinson Diaz, um, who was a midfielder that sort of impressed during the league game that everyone was really talking about. Um, you know, I mean, like, like I mentioned very briefly before, Matt Healy's working the draft, man. Like, he knew, knew most of the players coming in. He had a good sense of the players he liked, and, you know, he pulled the trigger. last. Player I want to mention um, is a uh, an international player from Tajikistan named Iquboli, uh, Vositsova. I can't believe I didn't even try that phonetically. I did every Easy other name phonetically except that one. On on the rundown, um, Vositsova. Hey, good, right. So. I didn't do any research, but I'm going to go out on a limb saying he's probably the first player from Tajikistan who has the opportunity to play in the indoor league. Um, can, does he have a visa? Is he get eligible for a visa? I have no bleeping clue, but Good looking points. forward to finding out.
0: Making history in the draft
1: if if he gets signed, right?
0: If he gets signed and goes and plays, that'll be cool. That be that'll be cool, yeah. a cool story to follow. Brad, any names that you wanna you wanna that caught your attention, or you know, M- 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 Brad and myself had the well. This year was the fortune to to be able to watch it on the stream. Last year we weren't able to, but but uh, it was a little bit harder to watch it on the stream, just catching names and stuff like that. Obviously, I. I but were there any players that, that that caught your attention?
2: Um. Yeah, it was like you said. It was kind of tough just watching the one game on the stream. Obviously, Phil was there, so he has more, uh, you know, live knowledge of and, and seeing
0: the, the players over
2: the you know a few days and all that stuff. I will the say the thing, the an interesting thing that that uh, that caught my eye was the um, the trade from Empire to Dallas, and that was the Nestor Hernandez trade.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, let's let's get right into it just just because you brought it up, but. Dallas and 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 um Harrisburg were really gobbling up as much as they could really uh you know I think Nesser going to Dallas one it's a homecoming for him and, and 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 two you know how big is this of how big of a deal is this you know what what does this mean for Dallas and you know Phil what what do you think does does this make does this bec- does Nestor become a core to the team, or is this just a, you know, an addition to?
1: I think the analysis is simple for this trade. There are two teams that need new identities, right? Dallas, for one reason, right? A very obvious reason, they won one game last year. New coach, new identity, new players, right? got to change the culture, right? The old sports cliche. And then on the other side, you have Empire, right? missing the playoffs the last two years in the fashion that they missed the playoffs, right? You don't, you know, you don't get to keep doing the same things over and over again um, if you keep missing the playoffs in this way, unless you're the New York Mets. So that's an entirely different story. So there are, you know, two teams that need sort of new blood, fresh ideas, um, new energy, new life, right? Um, and that's where I think this sort of this trade comes down to. Um, and that was the vibes on the floor too from both of these teams, right? I talked to Eddie because you know we had Eddie on a bunch of times for MASL Monday, um, and he said he, and he told me you know that he, we need a new we won one game last year we need new we need a new culture.
0: And 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 Brad, you know, you know, Phil just brought up the, the the two teams of a different or wait two teams on whatever, you know, Empires was I was trying to say <laughs> what was that two teams over a different coin, but that that made no sense so that's so why I skipped it but let's, let's you know this is the beauty of being live you you get the raw geo yeah. <laughs> anyways we're going to have to clip this we could just move on and and move forward but but, uh, but Brad you know Phil brought up the empire and and them needing a change for different reasons obviously as as Phil mentioned but do you think this is going to allow them to to have that new face or is this going to just be a bigger blow than we think?
2: Well, first, I think this was a fantastic uh, trade for Dallas. I think that gives them a veteran player who's very comfortable playing the indoor game, a lot of experience. Uh, I think he will be part of that nucleus and really help the younger guys. As far as Empire goes, I mean, I don't think it's any secret. This is a total right demolish and build back up, Um, you know, new coach, new everything. They got, I mean, their pedigree of coaching is unbelievable, right? You got Paul Wright, you got Shane Darty, two just killers uh, from the indoor game. And they obviously have a vision and they want, they want the players that they want in there. And I think, uh, you know, I was, I was watching a lot of comments uh, over the last couple of days on, different uh you know sites and stuff like that where i mean everyone so thinks Facebook. empires is going to be like yeah yeah uh every, you know people are already jumping on the bandwagon think empires is going to be this juggernaut uh i think people no. need to pump the brakes just a little bit those people also, they,
0: they weren't dallas saying they weren't saying dallas is going to be the juggernaut that's yeah. crazy uh what do
1: you think uh, well, you, Here's the better question what do, do you think is better set bit. up for next year
0: dallas
2: yeah. uh Pump the brakes a little bit on Empire there. It's going to take some time to gel and get that going. So uh, we'll see how that
1: progresses as the season goes on. I think that's the more <laughs> interesting question. Who's more set up for success, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas or Empire? <laughs> Who do you think, Brad?
2: That's a great question. Uh, like that's it, why I, I just it. talked about the uh, – I just talked about the, you know, the coaching staff for Empire. Then now you got Eddie over there in Dallas, who, again, veteran of the game. Uh, so he's going to bring that stability and such to to that organization. Uh, with some other, you know, Jamie Lovegrove is back. I think Blas is back. And so they're going to have some veterans on there. If they can get a good mix with some young guys, you know, I don't think that's as maybe much of a, total rebuild as the Empire is. Um I mean they're br- it's almost like a halt you know it's almost a whole new everybody house. brand new. It's a whole new
1: house. Yeah. A whole rebuild a whole new it deal. So yeah. I think uh
2: yeah that that's a tough one. I, I, I think I think the Empire has a little
0: more work to do, believe it or not. Hey you know what? That that it's not a surprise. I mean they've they've been a solid stack team and they've always had a little bit of
1: a work to do. No shots, but it was a shot. <laughs> so let me let me ask you guys a question too, right? Because we're talking about we, we glanced over the Baltimore side of it. Um, but I I want to bring it back, right? As fans, were you expecting the team to sort of make some more moves? Um, you know, where where are you as blast fans? Here we are, October twenty fourth. We finally have a schedule released, we have home dates. Right. We have we have games that we're gonna play. Where are you as Blast Fan? The Eastern Conference, the reigning Eastern Conference champion.
2: So this is uh this is Baltimore's MO. They do this every year. They don't give anything up um early. Um I know some behind the scenes no, stuff No, we're not waging
1: any of this. Let's let's do no, this. No. we should ban the There's woging re- in this in this episode you know yes, this there, show is woe free
2: there has been some signings and you don't know about them yet and uh but this is just just what the Blasts do they they they're going to quietly go about their business so it's time to time to go and i know i'm i can't wait to hear Gio's uh take on this oh. because uh i know as a fan it can get very very frustrating um but um you know you got to trust the system Baskin was a fantastic coach. And like you said, Phil, they're defending East of Conference champions. Mm-hmm. So let's not forget that.
0: Uh, I'll just start with a laugh because that's kind of how I feel with the, with the blast, right? Um, I, I think for for what, what I've seen of the blast, you know, they have this core group of guys that are, are the boys club. And if you don't fit in the boys club, it doesn't matter who you sign, who you bring. They'll be right out the door. We've seen it with players like Jeff Mashad, We've seen it with uh, Miller. We've seen it with with a, with a few players. And and my thought it, behind this is like one, we know this is going to happen. Why not try to get these players in, see what's going on, and 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 let your fans know because the fans get impatient. But but I, I understand why they do it. And if they bring in a player and then they have to release them, like Kyler Moore and Empires before the season even started, then it's like, why even announce it? So so I get both sides. It, it just gets frustrating as a fan not being able to to either speak on it or see what's going on and and just work through rumors and stuff. I, I, I do wish a little bit more transparency from the blast, but at the same time, I get it because of the boys' clubs is tough. And, and especially because of the players on the team have some huge expectations. And if the players that are coming in don't meet those expectations – or meet that mentality like you got to die by the team by the side of your teammates on that field like they're going to eat you up and that's why it's really tough to come to baltimore um but uh, i'll be curious to to see people's reactions once the potential announcements or non-announcements come out if there are announcements right i mean the 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 fun the
1: I was Go gonna say the name to watch from the Combine is the first round pick, Max Dwyer, who's a local boy. Um got got drafted, you know, uh, uh from the uh MD Bobcats in Saint Mary's College of Maryland. He's big frame, six foot one ninety. Um his comp is Mike Diesel. Like he's that's his comp.
0: So so this guy, he is a phenomenal player through and yeah. through. He is a phenomenal player. Uh he I've I've watched him play since he's played in the Maryland majors and um, he played for a a team called Columbia FC and he is must be one of the most hardest working players I've seen in a long time. Each motor. Yeah, he is, he is, he is, he is wild. Um, the, The one thing that when he did make the switch to, to Maryland Bobcats, he played on their second team, then moved up to, to, didn't play his debut on the first team. Actually, he did make a debut, but he didn't get that 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 starting role. It was just his transition in his life. He ended up moving down south, but he's he's a solid player. And if yeah. he does get the opportunity to play. He will be one of those guys that will that will put it all on the line for for the team.
1: So yeah, he was I, I he wrote. was. That was the comp when we, when I watched him in that ten o'clock game. It was it was all energy, right? all gas, no breaks. No, I yep. sound like we're doing this thing now. We're off to break down.
0: It's not good. This is what the fans are here for. Uh, but before before we move on to away from the combine, because this was such a big thing, are any final thoughts before we move over to another kind of pack-filled uh, segment?
2: Let me, ask, let me ask you guys this question. Uh, put a percentage on... How many Oof. guys you think will actually make
0: a roster? Oof, I'm gonna say. 20? How many players are signed? Yeah, I was gonna go 30, somewhere between. 30, 30 I was gonna 30. go between ten and twenty.
1: But that's okay. It, 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 and, you know. Yeah. It's okay. Um, you know, we're, I mean, we're even for it's, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's all about player collection, right, and talent collection, right. I mean, it's you know some of our teams now have M2 teams or, or they can play M2, um, you know, some of these guys, if if they want to stick with it indoors, like we've always said, right. Indoor's is hard to sort of master, you know, it takes you about a year, year and a half to figure it out, right? maybe two seasons. So, um, you know, it'd be nice, uh, to see a couple of these guys. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, one in five is probably the move, right. But that's okay, too, um, saw, because, like, you know, the baseball team drafts 16 guys and how many of them make majors, right? Right. This isn't the NFL, right? Your first-round pick doesn't go straight into your starting lineup. It just doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and for, for for me, it's like we saw it last year, right, where it was like a good percentage of players got signed but didn't play. Some of them continue to get opportunities now. So it's like it, it is. it is like Phil said. It's just that player or talent collection right um, you know get them in get them to fall in love with the game and maybe that's something they'll they'll keep stick to and and then we'll see great players come from it i mean we need youth in this league because it it's gonna it's, it's only gonna help so yeah the the earlier we can get players adopting indoor i think the better for the sport in the long run yeah, yeah how
2: great and, was... and like you said ahead, with the m2 teams.
0: You
1: know, I was going to say, too, how great was watching Costa last year at Empire because it was a new name, a new face, a new story. You know, a lot of these guys have been around for a long time. Because indoor is such a peculiar sort of sport, you know, you kind of just hop from team to team and everyone kind of knows each other. Everyone knows each other's story, you know, so fresh blood is good. You know what I mean? It's nice. It's exciting. It's energizing, you know, and it raises the talent. It raises the talent of the league. Yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. All right, so let's get let's move on to the league news. There's been quite a some big pieces to talk through. Uh I'm, I'm going to just rip the band-aid and uh no tequileros. No tequileros for for the the coming season. Uh there there's many reasons and speculations that uh, you know from what, from what we're being told is that one, you know, not being able to meet an agreement with the league and at the same time, the expansion fees, it, it, it's, it's, it's tough for a new teams, especially for a situation like this. Cause Tequileros is a unique scenario where you have multiple owners in the league. And at the same time, you have a managing partner that has an existing team. So it's like having to get all of these parties in one, it's tough, but how does this affect the league? And that's kind of what I want to throw to you all, Brad, let's start with you. How does this affect the league?
2: Well, I, I was uh, I was bummed to hear this, right? I mean, it everyone's kind of excited to have the new that new team in there, and you know, we kind of had an announcement from the commissioner about it, and that didn't really <laughs> pan out, did it? Uh, I hear beeping. That's the truck backing up, like you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was bummed to hear this, you know we lost Florida this year. So they're out. It would have been nice to kind of gain a team after we lose a team. Obviously the league, you know, you don't want to see the league going, you know, losing more teams than they're gaining. Um, So hopefully, you know, they can get their stuff together for next season and kind of have a full season here to kind of put stuff together the right way. So they're a strong franchise moving forward, not just a fly by night thing where they're in and out and, uh, if if that if that's what it means for them to take a little more time, I'd rather that than them jump in and
0: then they're gone. I applaud that because I too second that. But uh, Phil, I, I would like to get your thoughts too. Do do you think this hurts or is just a caution approach?
1: I think it hurts. You know, I think when you um, lose a team and then you think you have one coming in. And you're, it hurts, you know, it, it, because you want to sort of have the public trust that everything's okay. Right. And, and it's sort of, um, you know, when you lose two teams like that, it's not, it's, it's not a great look, um, you know, so it's, it certainly hurts. Um, how how else does it affect? It affects schedule. It affects, um, you know, divisions and conferences and realignment. It affects everything. Right. So it, it's not great. Um, you know, and. You want to sort of you you want to always be pushing forward, not taking two steps back to take one step forward. Um, you know, so it's it's very much the two step back right now.
0: Hopefully, we take two steps forward, but you know, we'll see. That's just being yeah. helpful. I will say what is thinking taking a two-step forward is the side of the small arenas. Your transitions you know, are just. Out of this world, right? It's like no they're problem. just. Uh, so, <laughs> like I was saying, the the world of the small arenas has now, though we lost Tequileros, we gained Monterrey. And what I mean is that Monterrey is switching arenas. They are going to be playing at a university where – um the arena is much smaller and it, it's still Monterrey, obviously and the reason for the switch before people start guessing and stuff it's you know they couldn't come to an agreement with with their contract their contract had just ended they were trying to negotiate you know costs, whatever they they will be back they've already announced it internally and and to the media they will be back at arena Monterrey next season so not this season but the following season How exciting is it that we have a new small field?
2: This is the best news I heard all week because now people have something else to complain about (laughs) besides Baltimore's
0: field. It looks like Baltimore's fields.
1: Phil, how do you feel? Tell me. I prefer the bigger field. So (laughs) I'm not happy with it. Um, I don't enjoy the smaller ones, but at the same time, if my options are a Monterey with a small field or no Monterey at all, Correct. we're gonna roll with it.
0: There you go. And 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 Monterey is putting together a squad. They're calling home some of their players, you know, Edgar Gonzalez who just came back. He was a huge player for them. So they're they're preparing and they're they're brought um uh Uriel Zuarte who played for Sonora. so he's very familiar with the small field. So And Chihuahua, yeah. And they're 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 putting together a team that looks to be able to perform in this this field. And for those that don't know, this field is in a university called Tec de Monterrey or Tec- Tecnolica Tecnoliga de Monterrey. Sorry, my mouth is getting tied right now. But anyways, <clears throat> uh, it is a, is a, is a great school. So expect the building to be nice. Uh, it is one of the, the elite schools in uh, Monterrey. So. Expect it to be nice. Well, you
1: want to wanna, you want to you want to you want to turn what is a perceived negative into a positive, right? So pack the arena, you know, yeah, get to rocking. the college, give them tickets, um, you know, get the atmosphere going, um, you know, turn what is a perceived negative of of you not having your arena into a positive for sure.
0: And that school, all their sports teams are very well followed. So you have a whole Correct. audience, a new segment to to you know to reach out. They have their 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 American football team is very well followed and packed when they play.
1: I today I learned that there's that they play American football in Mexico. Yeah, I didn't know that in college. Yeah, the colleges the,
0: the colleges have American football. The big colleges have American football teams.
1: And they play each other. So it was like, how many teams play it? Uh,
0: I think there's ten teams. Ten teams in the league. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is fascinating. Uh, I, I, I think learned. I just opened a a yeah. rabbit hole for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I'll fascinating.
1: You, like, I... I think it's wonderful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They love it down there. Flag football is yeah. crazy down there. It's it's wild.
1: And the NFL um. is going to go soon too. They're talking about playing in Mexico City again.
0: Yeah, because of the because of the following it yeah. has. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: it's interesting. It's very very awesome. interesting. Uh, but you know, staying in Mexico, uh, an- another. <laughs> I always put on my seatbelt. Zero signs transition. It's
1: like, watching, well, on, it's like watching an it's like watching an eighteen wheeler turn around. <laughs> the
0: the transitions are fantastic. They're, yeah, they're amazing, there. Gio. They're fantastic. Come on now. Come on now. But. Like I said, staying in Mexico, some news that surprised me was the announcement of Miller being released from Chihuahua. Adrian Miller, I I should mention. Uh, I I always forget to say the first things. Uh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'll just assume everyone knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) But but how big is this for Chihuahua? Brad, is is this like, oh, man, you might not be a champion again? Or is this like, oh, I, I think you still got it?
2: I don't think it necessarily is putting them out of the championship uh, discussions. But that being said, he is a stalwart for them. He is just – he is a great, great player for them. Uh, just such a beast in the back, very, such so steady, uh, you know. Well, so I, I think you'd definitely be missed. Um, But by no means do I think they're out of the uh, discussion for
0: still being a great team. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, they are a stacked team. But do they now lose being the favorite? Thoughts, Phil?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, They seem very excited about the Brazilian they just signed, too. Are they like players? I have no idea. Um, I won't even pretend to know. I don't even pretend to know why Adrian Miller left the team. He, but as Brad said, he's an excellent player. Um, and he probably will be missed, um, you know, at some point. And, but they seem very excited about the Brazilian they signed. So, um, no, they are they are the champions and they are the favorites until somebody takes their crown. I,
0: I will say the Brazilian that uh, just signed for them is also part of the team where they got the goalkeeper from, 7 v seventy seven side. So mm. they are very accustomed to the quick pace of the game. So right, yeah. it, it'll be it'll be uh it'll be good to to watch him. And he he also was featured on the international squad, so he was he was a solid player. If you got to watch any of that seventy
1: seven all that mini football's game. coming up too, right? We yeah, we should talk about that. We're gonna that. talk we'll about, that. We're we'll gonna talk about that. We'll all talk right. about that.
0: I got this, Phil. I got this. Another transition. Actually, schedules. Bill, you want to talk about conferences.
1: So okay. So the question was why uh, Monterey is sort of in the east, right? And it's a little bit of a logistical thing and, and and I happened to overhear um a fan I was in the room, right? It was I was in the room when Utica uh, GM Tommy Tanner was doing a Q&A with fans, and they asked, you know, why are, you know, Monterey in the East this year? And I'm going to paraphrase, right? These aren't direct quotes, um, but essentially, right, it's, you know, it's a seven-team East and a six-team West, right? And, and they didn't want to break up Texas and Dallas, right? So Texas and Dallas, which – maybe makes more sense to go into the east and the west but they didn't want to break them up so they're going to keep them in the west so that kind of leaves monterey but monterey's in the central time zone am i am i correct there geo right so it's not a total sort of crazy that they're in the east um you know there's just natural groupings um in the eastern conference right you want to keep st louis kansas city and milwaukee sort of in the same and Baltimore, Harrisburg, Utica are in the same sort of region, right? So when push came to shove, it, the owners of the, you know, logistics and travel, which we don't like to talk about but they're super important, um, you know, that's how Monterey ended up in the East. You know what? I
0: you know, f- f- fair play to to them making this move because for for me, I think it's though Monterey is going to play more West games, <laughs> just just given the nature of of the one, just the balance of of how many teams are in the league, and then two, just because you don't want to take away the rivalry with Chihuahua because that's that's it's important, right? Um, but but I you know fair play to them for actually making this move, but I, I think it also helps the East teams that do play them because it's a yeah. new you know, a team they're going to play. It's a new set of players. They're going to come visit. So I, I I think it's, it's not the worst that can happen and it's not the best that could happen. I think it just happened and it's, let's just be happy with it. I mean, I, I would have liked the open table, but you know what? I lost that battle. Yeah, I think it, it
2: definitely, it definitely, uh, shifts things around a little bit in the East, I think. Um, there's a little monkey wrench in there. Um, I do think, again, people need to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, I think, uh, you know, every according to a lot of people, every team in the East might as well just not play because Monterey is going to run away with the East. Um, I think that's ridiculous uh, statement. Uh, you know, Milwaukee is super strong. That's team you know, All the teams are stronger. You know, what's that? I say that's insanity. That statement. It is. It, it's nuts, right? Um, but 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 it does throw a, an interesting uh, curveball into the East, and it it makes it it's going to make it a little obviously a little more difficult to make the playoffs in the East because now you have seven teams fighting for four spots.
0: I'll say this: whatever teams make it out of the playoffs, it will technically, if we're going by fan logic technically prove that the West isn't just gonna over run over the East because now we have a technically a West team in the East Division. So your conference, sorry.
1: We have an Eastern team in the East. We we can't do that either. Like that's not fair. You know what I mean? Like this year they're an Eastern team. Like that's just the way we have to deal with it, you know? Um
0: so then now is the East the best. no I'm sorry. Let's not go down that that rabbit hole. That. Don't do that. Let's not do
1: that. <laughs> let's let us let do my friend. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, yes, you know, yes. It is yes what my is. bad. The only thing I'll say is that it's it's the, the the keyboard mashers. You know, it's a it's a two step backwards year. You know, just there's going to be arena soccer this year. It's just it's going to be it's going to be awkward and it's going to be weird. We're just going to have to live with it.
0: It's going to be exciting though.
1: I like. I think that. it's going to be exciting. I, I'm so,
0: excited yeah. to see these new I matches, that term, too.
2: Phil. I'm going to have to I wanna, I'm gonna steal that from you. Sure. keyboard smashers? Yeah. yeah, keyboard smashers. I like that. <laughs> All right. Monterey is
1: making let's... the playoffs, right? I don't know. Oh, Doc We're not said that? giving the oh, East I... we're, not, we're not giving the East Dude, respect. Dude, I think... But Monterey I, I, I personally snuck in the playoffs last
0: year. I I personally I
1: personally the...
0: think that... Monterey's is going to be fighting for a playoff spot just because of who they're bringing, but it's not a guarantee that they're going to make it. Yeah, Guys, like, there, there. I'm going
2: to use Phil's terms now, right? There are keyboard smashes out there that uh, think Monterey's going undefeated in the East.
1: I will. I will bet yeah. twenty American dollars.
0: Anyone is that against?
1: Wants. Is that against? Yeah, they will like,
0: we'll lose. Monterey, insane. Monterey is just. Monterrey is going to be on the same playing field as anyone else i mean and not to mention that their their travel aside from the fact that they'll be playing chihuahua six times their travel is going to suck and not yeah. they're not you know it's just it's just going to suck for them it's not people think just because okay maybe you have this is a maybe this is all hypothetical let's say we're by buying the keyboard smasher rules <laughs> let's say that Monterrey has the better players you're not taking in consideration the travel that they're going to have to do. You're not taking in consideration that they haven't faced all these Eastern teams as frequently. As we know, the East plays a lot different than the West. And it's just going to be a very different season for them. They're not they're not going to be playing Tacoma. They're not going to be playing Dallas. They're not going to be playing uh, all their tough games against San Diego and Chihuahua. It's It's going to be – they have to learn how – Milwaukee plays. They have to learn how Baltimore plays. They have to learn how all these other teams, even Harrisburg, is when they make the trip up to Harrisburg. I that's going to be fun to watch. Well,
1: yeah. I'm actually i right scrolling the schedule. They'll make the trip to Harrisburg on February 23rd, and then they go oh. to the Utica. There's twenty oh. American dollars. Harrisburg and then Utica, that Monterey weekend, like. People are. That's ridiculous.
0: tough. That's ridiculous. Tough. It's it's completely ridiculous. That's tough. That's a tough. That's a tough weekend. Just not 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 because of the playing. It's it's it. Yes, because of the travel. playing. But it's, it's yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's travel. The travel on top.
1: 7:45 start in Harrisburg, and then you got to play in Utica at 3:05. That's okay. Oh. That's if nothing moves, right? Right. So you're getting in Utica in February. Right, you know, one two o'clock in the morning, right? Then you defrost for eight hours, yeah, before game time. Crazy,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we 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 yeah. we forget like how much traveling plays into into these back to backs.
1: <laughs> Talk to any player. Talk to any player who does a back to back
0: in the car. Yeah. This
1: is not even twenty four hours of recovery.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. And then, and then, like, not to mention, you're coming off a of plane, what may be one of the hardest surfaces to play off of. And then you're going to go on and- a new, new, new turf New turf. New turf. New turf. New ter- I mean, still the underground. It's still dirt. No
2: it's underground.
0: It's still dirt, and it's it's yeah. still going to hurt when you take a hit. The turf might be yeah. nice, but when you plant your feet, you take a hit, doesn't matter. It's You're going to feel it. So you take that into to consider it's it, it, it's it's a lot it's not just the play on the field i i need fans to understand this all right let's dive into the 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 schedule um see Brad, that's do you want a transition
1: wanna... that's a good one
0: come on phil you but you just killed it you just killed it you just, you just, just absolutely need, I, killed I, my I my best transition <laughs> no nah, i love it i love i love it I'm here for the for the, the talking and the banter. If if not, why would I be here? Um let's go let's start do you do you guys want to start with conferences or just rip the rip the the band aid and talk about what games we're looking forward to the most? I'm gonna leave it up to Brad because Brad's mm-hmm. gonna kick us off.
2: Um I mean let's let's talk about the uh just the schedules in general from the conferences. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. Brad, can you
0: can turn your phone off? It it, man. I know it's it's mute your phone.
2: Mute it's not session. my phone, it's my look, we we gotta we got a whole new setup here. Right? It's gonna take me a, a week to get this Give going. Turn your light on and mute your phone. I know. Next week <laughs> I'm telling you, next week we'll have you know. it
0: we'll have it squared away. We'll have it squared away next week. All right, Brad. Kick us off. Kick us off with it with the schedule and your thoughts. Uh look, I know
2: the the schedule's been getting kind of bashed a little bit, right? Um like Phil said, <laughs> we got indoor soccer this year, right? Um is it the is it the ideal schedules? No. Uh you know, as a Baltimore fan, do I want to play Harrisburg six times and Utica six times? No. Um but that's that's what we have to work with and I'm again, I'm glad there's indoor soccer. And we all know it. You know, it's logistics. It's you know travel expenses. It's all that stuff, and that's where we're at right now. So that's that's what we gotta. That's what we gotta go with. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that some teams are 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 getting to play some different teams and and, and things like that. Um, and it is interesting that you know Monterey's in the East, but playing a lot of West teams. Um, I think I think people just need to. I, I, again, it's not ideal, but um, I'm an am an indoor soccer fan, and I'm glad
0: we're playing indoor soccer. Is there any game that you're looking forward to the most, uh, even if you stick to the blast schedule? Right? Is I'll there tell a game? What, or...
1: bro,
0: I'm psyched for how crazy
2: is Baltimore's home opener? Is is Texas?
0: Oh, I, no, I, I totally
2: forgot testing. about that.
0: <laughs> Totally and then they turn, that.
2: and then they turn around, and Baltimore is is their home opener.
0: I mean, you know, talk about top top games. That's that's an exciting game, you know. Um, but but Phil, do you do you have any games that you're looking forward to the most?
1: I've made a list. Okay. Go for it, Phil. <laughs> uh, just go in chronological order. Uh, first games I'm looking forward to: November twenty fourth, twenty sixth, Empires. Opening weekend, they're opening in Mexico, so they're playing Chihuahua and then Monterey. And we've talked about Empire. We a lot of talk about So what sort of team is going to show up in Mexico is going to be fascinating, especially because it's this away road trip too, right? So there's all of this optimal bonding that could happen, but with all the roster turnover and upheaval, it's just it's gonna be fascinating for sure. Uh, December 3rd, Dallas is in Monterey. Uh, that's Eddie Pascarish's sort of coaching debut that I've got on the calendar there. So I want to see what kind of team that Eddie can come up with. I'm rooting for him. I'll be biased about it. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, December 17th is the first meeting between Empire and San Diego. So sort of old uh, rivalries there. I, just, I love watching those two teams play because no matter where they are, ever in the standings that always play each other uh, very close. December 22nd is the first time Baltimore is in Utica, so I'm looking forward to that one because you're an entirely different team on a bigger field than you are at home. Uh, The first Texas, all Texas Derby between Dallas and Texas, December 23rd, I'm looking forward to. And then the rematch of the Western Conference Finals from last year, San Diego versus Chihuahua. Doesn't happen until January 14th. So we have some time to wait for that one. No more Empire Talk, Doc. Um, looking <laughs> forward to San Diego versus Chihuahua. Because those those are sort of head and shoulders also, some quality teams in this league. But we're going to know a lot about this league by January 14th. So who knows what those teams are going to look like when they finally meet each other.
0: You know what? I... You know, so, some of the games I'm looking forward to are very, very interesting because San Diego, to me, I feel like has changed a lot personnel-wise. And Interesting. Not, not <laughs> I do, I do, I do think that. And okay. I think Tacoma has a reinvigorated buy-in, whether it's because Nick has, you know, invested in becoming – you know the GM. We see him talk, being more active on on that Tacoma front. So it's like, what Tacoma are we gonna get uh, playing San Diego on December third? Or yeah, December third on on a Sunday, right? I, I'm looking forward to that match just because of where those two teams are. And San Diego still has a lot of their players from last year, but but they have changed some key players, right? So I'm I'm curious to see what they'll look like and, and what Nick's buy-in to that team is gonna is gonna do to the team. And and, and the other big one. Go ahead.
1: No, 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 go go. go, go. I was going I'm gonna close it.
0: Oh well, well, well. My bad.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I'm kidding. Uh the other the other one is is the, the first the first match between ambush and the Comets on I think this is December 28th. That for me is gonna be a fun little rivalry. I think they call it the I-95 rivalry, right? 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 That's going to be fun.
1: I can't tell you one thing about Fly Over Country.
0: But that's going to be a, a, a fun one. I, I will mention St, uh, St. Louis released Kevin Ellis, so we won't get to see the enjoyment of Kevin Ellis and Neto going at it anymore.
1: But There'll be a new villain. There'll be a new there'll villain. Be
0: a new, there'll be a new villain, and, and I am very much looking forward to it because when those two teams play to each other, th- there is a new, vill- new villain. And then, obviously, for selfish reasons, I'm looking forward to the blast taking the field for the first time this season.
1: So if there's one good thing, if there's one positive spin that I can give about sort of, you know, schedules, unfortunately losing teams, things like that, is schedule isn't as congested as it usually is. You know, there's not two or three games going on at the same time anymore where you have to sort of make a choice right it, it's you know scrolling through and scrubbing through the schedule it's it's a little bit more spaced out right so we're gonna get a chance to watch some teams live and really sort of dig in as opposed to watching everything 2x 4x you know and then twitch goes to commercial you have to wait for the commercials to go through then you can go back to 4x um but you know uh it's a little bit more space between games you know there seems like there's a bunch December 27th, there's a bunch. December 9th, there's, there's a few games. Um, you know, and that's going to happen, right? It's, it's you know, January 13th looks like it's got five, six games on it. So, um, you know, if, if there's one thing to sort of take away from, you know, it, it's that we're going to really sort of get a chance to dive in to some of these games.
0: We get to watch more games because of the spacing. But, you know, we, we went through a lot today. It's been super action-packed. We will be back next week. Next week, we'll probably dive into m- the previewing of more deeper dive into teams, schedules, and stuff like that. But before we sign off, I do want to tell everyone, make sure you're subscribed. Most importantly, and, and actually, equally importantly, make sure you share this because we do want to keep growing. this. Any last words before we sign off here, boys?
1: I thought we were going to do the the draft next week, the, the, our, our little goal draft.
0: Ah. I just got caught lying, and that is okay. We are actually going to draft players on kind of like a fantasy football type style. And obviously, we already know who's going to win because just a mastermind at picking players. But uh, we will be doing that next week and not going into the deep dive.
1: Next week, week we're drafting players for our little goal-scoring mini-league here between the three of us. Uh, yes. So stay tuned next week for rules and all that sort of fun stuff. But, yes, absolutely, Gio. Tell a friend. Spread the word.
0: Subscribe. Follow us yep. on all our social media platforms. Everyone, have yourself a good night, and we will see you all next week. Glad to be back. Cool. Now I just need to make a – um, what do you call it? A – um. oh, shit, I finished it too. Early.